Hello, besties, bimbos, and fellow little bozos. I am Sadaf. And I'm Jenny. And welcome to the little bozos. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode where we will be answering some of the questions that you guys have asked us to answer. So this is going to be our first official Q&A episode. Yay! Okay, so for now, we're going to start off with a few questions that were asked on Instagram and then work our way from there. All right, Jenny, would you like to introduce the first question to us? So the first question is, what is one thing you wish you could tell yourself before the pandemic started? Okay, good question. <laughs> um, ooh, just one thing. I feel like there's a lot of things I could. Oh, yeah. I would tell pre-pandemic me just because so much happened. Okay, um... I think one thing I would maybe tell myself is to not become a hermit. I think because at first I was into it. I'm like, yay, I don't need to talk to people that much anymore. I don't have to leave my house. And it was great for a little while. Then it slowly started to take a toll on my mental health. And I wasn't in a great spot for a bit just because I feel prolonged isolation for me at least was not the way to go. Yeah, for me, it's kind of the opposite because I didn't get into, like, the quarantine mode for a while. Mm -hmm. I was too hung up on other things that I couldn't control. So my my one thing would be to block him. (laughs) I don't need to explain anything else, but it would have saved so much time and so much energy and so much of my mental health that that would be the first thing I would go to. Yes. Okay, yes, because having known pre-pandemic you, I think blocking him definitely, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about yeah. it now. That definitely would have been, like, up there for pre-pandemic you to know. It would have it would, it would have been great, and it would have happened if I actually listened to my friends, but... Well, it's okay. It was, it was a character arc for you, you know what I mean? You live and you learn. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I wouldn't take back anything because what happened is who I am is why I am who I am today but at the same time I think I still would be who I am if I just limited the amount of time I wasted Mm -hmm. so blocking him would have been fantastic and for anyone listening just take the advice that Jenny is giving and block him block him we don't need to know the context we don't need to know the person block block him block him (laughs) Block him, block her, block them, block them. Everyone, they all deserve it. Okay, that's a little <laughs> mean. Oop, JK. All right. I think that's a good answer to our first question. And moving on to our second, what are some of your favorite guilty pleasure movies? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So first one, I know we have the same one, but it's the Twilight series. Yup. I personally went during the pandemic from unironically talking smack about it and not liking it and my family would have like a marathon once a year and we'd basically talk smack about it really? but now I it's turned into a obsession like i i find joy in watching those movies now i yeah for me too they're also like a guilty pleasure movie because i i had never seen the twilight movies before because growing up my family was like this is inappropriate and like looking back on it now like 
yeah, I guess there are some things in the movies that maybe younger me shouldn't have watched. You know what I mean? Like they were right yeah. to say no to like nine, ten year old me being like, you you can't watch this. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like I remember watching them all on Netflix when they came out during last summer and <laughs> I, like I get why people say they're bad, but they're still so good in the I worst know. way possible. I know. I I remember when Breaking Dawn Part 1 came out and all my friends were going to the theaters and watching it and I was like, "What? You were allowed to watch it?" Mm-hmm. Like my friends got to go to the movie premiere and I couldn't even watch it in general until like I don't know, a couple of years. Okay. Well, I think that would have been such a fun experience, though, to be the live, like, midnight premiere of the Twilight movies, especially for Breaking Dawn Part 2, because I've heard stories of how insane the theaters were when Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out. I think Sophie went to Part 1. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, she needs to, like, sit down and tell us the story then at some point of what it was like (laughs) to sit in that collective audience and watch, like, Vampire Bella and her transformation. Vampire Bella is so pretty. What's my favorite? Breaking Dawn Part 1 is my favorite. I think, for me, Breaking Dawn Part 2 or, Mm -hmm. honestly, just the original Twilight because there's mm -hmm. my favorite line is just Edward being like, this is the skin of a killer, Bella. (laughs) It's my favorite. Really? I feel like everyone's like a really popular one that everyone likes, I guess, is the one where he's like, you're like my own personal brand of heroin. And it's supposed to be romantic, but it just comes across it's as so... very, very startling. Exactly. Yeah, I, I went into like a deep dive the last time I watched it to research Stephanie Meyer and like why she did what she did. And I read Midnight Sun and I read the I think it's called Life and Death where it's the first book but it switched genders like I've I've read all of this stuff I've read all of it okay and it's just so interesting like if you like if you like Twilight I'd recommend reading Midnight Sun because the first chapter is like 40 pages and it's Edward thinking about all the ways he can kill Bella in the bio room when he first meets her (laughs) I've seen like excerpts of it or like heard people on TikTok talking about it. I think Edward in Midnight Sun, I think he's so funny. Like when I Bella's like, it. I don't care that you're a vampire. Isn't his first thought like, hmm, I'm pretty sure Carlisle can find a good mental hospital for her where I can visit her. That's what she needs. No, Isn't exactly. He- I just think they're so funny. Okay, unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion. But in the movies, at least, I personally feel that Bella and Jacob have a lot more chemistry than Bella and Edward. I don't know. Where the hell have you been, Loka? No. Okay, not the first movie. (laughs) The first movie was like, okay, because Jacob was meant to be like, oh, cute little unproblematic 15-year-old, and then he gets super weird and gross. But like, I don't know, like like the moments where they were like friends and like having fun, like, I don't know. I thought they had really good chemistry in those scenes. I thought they had a really good friendship. Uh, going back and watching it, I realized how Taylor Lautner's acting is not very good. Oh. And I don't know if it was the character and I could just be misreading it. But the last time I watched it, I was like, okay, Jacob's kind of painful. 
Okay, question before we move on to the next one. Yes, yes. What team were you on when you watched it? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, my answer to this is a little complicated because I do ultimately feel that Bella and Edward's connection was very, very strong. You know, they were mates or whatever. So obviously team Edward, but, but, but I am a sucker for friends to lovers tropes. And Mm -hmm. I just thought like a couple of their scenes with Bella and Jacob were really cute. Like the one scene in the car or in the truck where they're like touching foreheads. I was like, my heart I don't know I don't know but ultimately if I had to pick probably Edward okay okay and then do you have another guilty pleasure movie another guilty pleasure movie (laughs) I feel like I have two for this I feel like old not old school old school but like older Bollywood movies from like the early 2000s 2010s and then Movies from the Barbie cinematic universe. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> so glad you brought that up because that was mine. Okay, what's your favorite? Barbie Princess and the Popper, and then followed very, very, very closely by um uh Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. Okay, okay. Mine is Barbie Princess and the Popper because okay. I have a twin and she's brunette and I'm and I'm blonde. So thinking, you know, I was Annalise and she was Erica it just made funny sense. now yeah like it made sense because I like pink and she liked blue and she was brunette and I was blonde but as I've grown up the conflict is my vocal range because we both can sing mm-hmm. range is Annalise and mine is Erica and also Erica marries King Dominic in the end I wanted to be Erica so bad. <laughs> I wanted her life so well, not entirely her life because she was very poorly mis- like treated, you know. Yes. But I wanted to be her so bad when her and King Dominic were having that like duet in the Field oh. of Roses. <sighs> God, I wish that were me. The Field of Roses, where they're all pink, and then there's one blue, and he's like, "You're not the- like the other girl. I'm gonna give you a blue rose." Oh my gosh! Honestly, they set the standard. They set the standard for they us. They did. Barbie was good when they depicted Ken as a brunette. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I feel like, in my opinion, the last good Barbie movie was Barbie um, in the Princess Charm School, I think. And I'm pretty sure in that one, the Ken was, like, a blonde. I don't... I don't remember that one. I, I really... I go through phases, and this hasn't happened probably since the beginning of the pandemic. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But I would go through phases where I would just stay up all night watching all the Barbie movies. So I think my ranking would be uh, Barbie Princess and the Popper, Barbie Magic of the Pegasus, mm-hmm. because we love a good enemies to lovers with Aiden. Yeah, I feel like that movie was just so weird. Like, I like it, but it was, the plot was so weird. But Barbie facing, like, heavy topics of a man taking three wives and Aiden having a gambling problem. Like, Barbie was really going at something. Wait, Aiden had the gambling problem? Yeah, remember, remember that's why he didn't go home, because his, uh, he, like, I don't know if his parents gave it to him or he took it, but he took his family's money 
because he wanted to get more and then he gambled it all away and so he left and that's why he was in the woods that's a why do i not remember a plot point that major that's I remember. crazy also, and then what's your third um it's a combination i can't decide i'm gonna have to watch them again it's either barbie and the nutcracker or barbie and the 12 dancing princesses i i honestly don't remember much of the nutcracker i think I, I haven't watched it in so long. Like, I think I was, like, really, really small when I first watched it. So I don't think I retained any of the information. I was probably looking at the screen just being like, ooh, shapes and colors <laughs> and sound. Like, I don't think I retained any of what was going on. But the 12 Dancing Princesses. 12 Dance, it's oh so good. Oh, my gosh. I, I just, what was the guy's name again? Derek. I think Derek was the most Derek. Was the best looking um like prince in the in the Barbie movies. Derek was Derek was so fine. He the little guy with his flute. It was a flute, right? Yeah. Didn't he have like a talking bird? We'll yeah. figure this out. We'll we'll watch them and we'll get back to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And consider, yes, it is only January, but with February coming up soon, our next question will be, with Valentine's Day coming up in a little over a month, what is, Jenny, your opinion on the day designated for love? Uh, well, given I have had school every, almost every single Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I, I've never really been been like that big of a fan i don't know i don't know i like valentine's day i think i don't think i like it as much as i used to but i don't i don't hate it you know what i mean like i'm not one of those people where if i like see like the valentine's day pop-ups and like grocery stores will be like ugh, barf and then just like roll my eyes like you know it is what it is it's valentine's day Eh, whatever I just think that we should do what we all did in elementary school and give each other little Valentine's Day cards with candy. I don't understand why we don't do that anymore. This is a very passionate thing for me. I just think we deserve, even as adults, to give each other these little grams. Exactly. I feel the same way. For me, I cringe or roll my eyes at the whole romantic notion of it. Like, if I walk into the grocery store and there's stuff for, like, my love and all that, Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like oh, oh gosh okay but to me Valentine's Day is kind of a friendship thing yeah given elementary school we would exchange Valentine grams and then in high school my choir would do uh singing Valentine's so like a couple weeks before Valentine's Day we would get into groups and we'd pick a song fundraiser for our choir we would sell it so then on Valentine's Day or if Valentine's Day was on a weekend that Friday we would go during class time to sing to people who purchased it. And I'm trying to think, I did it sophomore through senior year. And sophomore year, we did Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Okay. And that was that was always the popular one. And then junior year, that was the most popular. I think we sold like 30 which was a lot for one group. Uh-huh. And it, we did Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh. 
So everybody would buy ours so they can rickroll their friends on Valentine's Day. Okay, that's a good marketing strategy, actually. And then my senior year, we did, um, it was a mashup of Treasure by Bruno Mars and something else. I just can't remember. But that's kind of what Valentine's Day was to me. And then freshman year of college, um, I got I got flowers, which was nice. And then last year I was at home because of COVID. Yeah. I think that is so interesting. I've never, because like my high school would do like, like the choir would do stuff for like Christmas, but not specifically for, um, for Valentine's Day. This is the first I'm hearing of like Valentine's Day sing-songing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it was, it was so, fun. I feel like, like if somebody came to my class to just sing, like a group of choir students just to like sing, I I don't know. I'd get so embarrassed, especially if it was like for like specifically like a group of people or friends like for me. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's a, the equivalent of it is like when you're at a restaurant and they sing you happy birthday and then you just you sit there not knowing what to do and it's super awkward but you're trying to appreciate the moment still most of it I mean for me we always did more fun songs instead of like the love songs Mm -hmm. so usually it was more fun but I have seen when people chose like love songs to sing that the person who it was for was kind of like oh I don't know what to do (laughs) because also the little paper we weren't allowed to look at them Mm -hmm. so we would give it to the person folded and unless they opened it while we were singing the person at the time had no idea who it was from oh okay that changes things so like unless the person had a feeling or knew that the person was doing this there were probably some people who were being sung to that didn't know who it was from but we would try and make it comfortable so instead of just like huddling around their desk we would just go into the front of the classroom Mm -hmm. so even though it was for them we were singing to the class okay that thing that makes things feel a little bit better I feel like like a group of high schoolers were just huddling around me singing like the greatest hits or of like the late 2010s or something I'd I'd start crying. I don't know, man. That's so anxiety-inducing. As somebody who's never, like, been sung to because I was always the one singing, I I can understand how terrifying it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, shall we move on to our final question? Yes. Now, yes, this one shall. is a little bit out of the box, but it was asked on Instagram, and there's no way we couldn't... There's just no way we could ignore it. So, this one is pub- public restrooms. Should you go or or hold it? It depends. It depends yeah. on the situation. You know, like, the bathrooms in our department building. Yeah, I'd go because, like, no one's ever really there. But if it's like, oh, the bathroom's, like, literally anywhere else on campus? No. No, I'd rather lay down in oncoming traffic. Yeah, I've... I have walked across campus just to go to the bathrooms in our department (laughs) because I'm like, okay, I know what I'm expecting here. Nobody's going to come in. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we've cried in those bathrooms too. So it's like, it's fine. 
but outside of a school setting I would say unless it's like you're at a restaurant so you kind of don't really have a choice I would hold it oh absolutely yeah especially if you don't know when the next time you're gonna see one or just where you are mm-hmm. I feel like the only situation like not the only situation but I wouldn't if it's like because you know like outdoor malls like Victoria Gardens for example like I would rather I don't know like walk into oncoming traffic I feel than go inside of like a Starbucks and be like can I use your restroom like I don't know I don't it's embarrassing no I the experience does not sound enjoyable in the slightest the the one person like family bathrooms give me such anxiety in public because I feel like I'm holding everybody up oh yeah like if it's if it's not a bathroom with multiple stalls I get scared (laughs) no that's fair because like I start worrying too I'm like oh god is somebody waiting on me it it's so bad I think the only other place that I'll go into any bathroom is Disneyland Mm -hmm. because like I've been there so many times I know I know what to expect. There's plenty of stalls. Like, this is going to be fine. This is going to be... You know what to expect. Dandy. Yeah. Doesn't Disneyland have, like, like Tangled-themed bathrooms or something? Um, they're, like, princess-themed. A lot of them, like, the, like, the labels where it's, like, man and woman, and then family or, like, all gender, those are, like, themed depending on where they are. So mm-hmm. I think... I think the ones near Tangled are themed Tangled, but there's definitely princess-themed ones. I think Tangled deserves more than a section just for bathrooms. Like, what? I love Tangled. It's so good. It's so good. And it's a disservice, in all honesty, for it only to have, like, bathrooms. Like, I feel like there's so many things from Tangled that Disney could work with, and they chose bathrooms... Well, 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 there's, like, a little tower that glows up, that lights up. And you can meet the characters, and I think she has a float, or she used to. <laughs> it's not enough! I know, I know. As somebody who's a huge fan of Tangled. Mm, yeah. It blows, man. It does. <laughs> Alright, so, four <laughs> questions. I think that's a good amount for today. Yeah, that's a great amount. Wonderful. All right, so thank you all for listening, and that concludes this episode of The Little Bozos. Please be sure to follow, rate, and share with your friends, please. It would be very much appreciated. For more content, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Little Bozos Podcast. But for now, thanks for listening, and bye bye.